Hey, this is LOA Today, the Law of Attraction show. Welcome to LOA Today. My name is Walt Thiessen. Today is Tuesday, December 16, 2012. And with me today is Joel Elston. He's a peer counselor at the Williamsville Wellness Center just north of Richmond, Virginia, as well as its operations director. He is completing his BS in holistic nutritional health from Clayton College Natural Health in Alabama. The Williamsville Wellness Center includes concepts like the law of attraction in their approach to treating addiction, which is why we decided to invite Joel to discuss Williamsville Wellness with us today. So, Joel, welcome to the program. Well, thank you very much. It's great to be here. So, let's go right to it. I have never heard of a wellness program that uses the law of attraction. doesn't mean they don't exist. just means I have very limited exposure. But uh, this is interesting. It's intriguing. How does all that uh, work in? How did it come about? Well, when we were uh, opening, our, our founder, Bob Cabanis, is recovering uh, a compulsive gambler and a recovering alcoholic. And he, when he went to treatment himself, he was baffled at the lack of success of some of the treatment centers that he was seeing. And, and he sort of dissected that concept. He wanted to come up with a wellness center uh, that would address things maybe in a little different way than just the traditional 12-step method. You know, millions of people have found incredible recovery with the 12-step method. Uh, but there's always been that, that population base that did not seem to be able to get it. And they were often felt, they often feel that, uh, the program is a negative, uh, uh, has a negative base or a negative tone to it. So, uh, while we incorporate, we do use the 12 steps of recovery, uh, but we, br- we bring to the uh, table sort of the law of attraction. A lot of that came about when um, I came on board as director of operations. My, I've been in recovery from a gambling addiction now for 17 years, and um, I had amazing events happen throughout my life that uh, um, made me discover I, I, I was destined to learn about the law of attraction and understand how to use it in my life. And I have turned my entire life around by simply changing my perspective of certain things. And when I shared this with Bob, he, he became very excited, and he wanted to incorporate this this whole concept. So when, when we started adding the law of attraction, it really became a very big portion of our program because so many people have never heard of the concept, much less applied it to addictive behavior. Um, if you use the 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 concept, or if you understand the concept of what we think about is what we attract. And so much of the 12-step program was based on abstinence-based thinking, which certainly abstinence is a prerequisite to, to obviously get in recovery. But when you all you think about is don't drink, you automatically invite the concept of drinking back into your life. Of course. Versus, versus the, the idea of why don't we look at what health is? What is health? What is a healthy life? And let's focus on health, quality of life, and understanding that while I'm in my addiction, I'm powerless. And with powerless being a sort of a negative connotation here, uh, a lot of people that feel that addiction is uh, you're, you're powerless over everything. Well, I have power with not within my addiction. When I start gambling, I go absolutely crazy. Uh, but I have power to be healthy in my life, to look at the exciting things in my life, to look at good things in my life, and wake up every day and choose my mood by anticipating a good day. Um, 
And when you combine those concepts, we have found the success rate soars with addiction, with any type of addiction, because people now are more focused on on wellness versus sickness or uh, you know recovery versus addiction. If that makes any sense, Walt. Mm-hmm. It definitely does make sense. In fact. Uh I think one of the reasons the whole concept of what you're trying to do resonated with me is because one of the key concepts in LOA is the concept of um, attachment and the idea that as you become attached to something that you're trying to attract, you actually end up driving it away because the attachment's so strong. You can't have that kind of attachment all the time. That's really what uh, addiction is anyway. So it, it seems natural to me that the whole concept will be applied there, and yet it's also fascinating to find, hey, it actually is being applied. That's pretty cool. Well, and, and that you're, you're so right. And and if if I may share a, a very brief story uh, um, about the perspective of certain things, how you can, you know, I can't change what has happened. The events of my addiction are horrible. My perspective of some of those events have changed. And and I would like to tell you that I was uh, only homeless in Las Vegas once, but that would be a lie. Oh, um, I was homeless in Las Vegas a few times, and one of the times I was homeless. Um, I had not eaten in four days, and my ego would not allow me to ask for help. And I was in really desperate strait. I was out of money and and very hungry. And I had a day where I had to eat out of a trash can. I grew up in Mm. an upper-middle-class, wealthy-type environment. I really was a very spoiled young man. And I went behind a McDonald's and went in the dumpster and ate out of the trash can one day. Mm. And that was a very low point in my life. Yeah, That's almost a trauma that I went through, Walt. And... Uh, through a, through many, I would love to tell you after that event, I never gambled again. That's not accurate. I gambled quite a bit after that. That's all right. I like that kind of reality. Well, and and what happened beyond that was when I found recovery. Um, I got into recovery after just getting sick and tired of this behavior, and I actually was I would have nightmares about this trauma of eating out of a trash can. It was just so disgusting, and and no matter. When I would get emotional or I'd bring something back, I would remember that. And believe it or not, that would create – you would think that would make me not want to gamble. But that would actually create an urge for me to gamble. So I viewed that as a severe trauma. Mm. Well, many many years passed, and one of my passions has been – I work with um, uh, kids that are in foster care, finding them adoptive homes and stuff like that. So making a long story short, I eventually became a, a foster parent to a young man who had been horribly abused as a child. I mean, just unspeakable acts. Wow. And uh, I, w- I knew how, how damaged he was, and I was approached by foster care in South Carolina to become a, a what they call a therapeutic foster parent for this child. And this was his last stop before the state hospital. So with some help of some incredible people in my life, this young man went from being an 11-year-old who could not even read uh, and weighed 62 pounds uh, to a, a young man in three months that weighed 85 pounds and could read on grade level. That was just an amazing event. His That's behavior terrific. totally turned around. Wow. Well, well, the psychologist that was working with him said this is an amazing turn, but he is yet to talk about his history or his past. Mm-hmm. And if you could help do that, then we could facilitate an emotional recovery. So his name is TJ, this young man. And uh, I, I sat him down one Saturday, and I said, TJ, we need to talk about the past. And he started crying, so I'm not discussing that at all. And I won't use his exact language because it was pretty blunt, but he asked me what the – in a real fit of rage, he pounded the table, crying profusely, 
And he looked at me and he goes, how would you know what it's like to eat out of a trash can? <laughs> well, Walt, to be honest with you, my perspective of that day changed completely. Because I've eaten out of a trash can, I was able to relate to this kid. Mm. I shared that with him. By the way, I adopted that young man. He's a grown man. He's in college right now. Oh, that's um, great. And, and, and so while the event of the past never changed, the law of attraction t taught me to change my perspective of these events, if that makes any sense to you. Oh, it does. In fact, what you just described is an attracting situation. You went through, because uh, uh, a law of attraction can work either way. It can be both positives and negatives. And you went through a exactly. negative experience that brought you somebody else who had gone through a similar negative experience, which you managed to turn from lemons into lemonade. That's that's really an excellent and outstanding application of LOA. Well, and, and that's where I, I really started to become understanding, have an understanding of how my life what I the five worst days of my life, Walt, and that was one of them, by the way, uh, mm. all turned out to be the most liberating uh, or or life changing events that I I could imagine. They I all view I now view what I used to think as my five worst days as my five greatest liberating days, and we've worked with people. We have had great success with people who have had a lot of childhood traumas that are able to change their perspective of the traumas. Uh, and and doesn't make the traumas any better. I, I would never ever say no, that a not. trauma is a good thing. No, it's what we can do from them. And so that instead of this post-traumatic stress syndrome, we I've seen people find recovery with the law of re attraction by changing the event by changing perspective. And I know that's a, a, a very deep concept for a lot of people, but I have. Uh, um, it, it, I've just seen amazing results, and so when you apply it to the addictive quality, if you if you honestly believe addiction, which I do, has underlying causes, you can most times apply the law of attraction to those underlying causes, change your perspective, and then turn you know sort of what whatever bricks life throws at me, I'm going to take and build a house with them, mm. and and that's what the law of attraction brings. And I and, and the more I've implemented it in my life the more successful in every area of my life I become. Um, it, it, it's, and when I find myself, and I don't do it as much, when I get into the negative situations, I, I, try, I always immediately try to force my way of thinking back to the positive. Uh, and, and, and if I teach my patients that, uh, I, I, get, I have constant uh, emails and Facebook updates of people that are applying this technique that are finding long-term sustained recovery by implementing the concepts of the 12 steps but not focusing on the negative i don't i it isn't that i don't get to gamble any longer walt i no longer have to gamble mm. and that's a totally different way of looking at it and there are purists in the 12 step would say that's uh, uh that that's an irrelevant distinct you know delineation but i disagree with that the fact that i absolutely believe me not gambling uh is, is a choice that i no longer have to take anymore and, um, I agree with you. It, I would disagree with them. I'm not sure where that comes from. In fact, my my wife's a former psychotherapist. I'd want to ask her about it, too, to see what she could tell me. But I agree with you. I, I can't really fathom the idea that that's not an important point. Well, and, and you know, it's human nature. And I I, I, I probably think it, in, in all humans, I certainly can speak for most males that I know. So um, I've yet to figure out the female side on a lot of things. But, <laughs> uh, but, but the, most males I know have, the moment you tell me I can't do something, 
I want to do it so incredibly bad. Uh, it, it, it's a natural, I, I think that's a natural rebellion in all humans on some level. But when I can adjust my thinking patterns to, wait, I no longer have to do this, that changes everything. I, I, I don't have that rebellion going on against it. And I, and I have, I, I truthfully can tell you, I have not uh, had an urge to gamble in, you know, in, in over 10 years. I haven't gambled over 17. I, I, it, not that I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm very aware that I'm, I'm, I'm still, I still potentially could fall into that same pattern. But the law of attraction has changed everything in my life. I've, uh, uh, you know, I've, I have found 33 kids uh, that have been in foster care, uh, adoptive homes. I, I now look in another direction. I'm not saying that in an arrogant way. I'm saying that I, I, I surround myself with positive situations. And the only result can be positive results. There's no other option when you truly do that. And, I'm getting uh, my head around that. 33 kids, that's a lot of kids. Yes. Uh, it, it, the, and the, the population in most states, and this was in South Carolina, but most pop, mo everybody wants to adopt that brand-new, beautiful little baby. There's a right. waiting list for that. But there are hundreds in every state, if not thousands, of 5 to 12-year, 5 to 14-year-old kids that are desperate for any type of home, and most come with a lot of baggage. Right. And um, like my, my son, TJ, who was found naked looking for food in a garbage can. He, he, he was not well when I got him. Mm. And, um, but you know, us sort of growing this together, he's very much a believer in the law of attraction, and he, he doesn't view his childhood as trauma any longer. Wow. Um, he views it as it, he said it made me tough as nails, and it did. He's the he's 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 uh, uh, probably one of the toughest people I respect most on the planet because of what he overcame and and uh, not being able to read at 11 years of age and being able to um, be on a roll in college is a, a pretty pretty good deal. It is a very good deal. I I have to admit I'm not totally res uh, surprised by that one fact because I know through uh, a, a, an alternative school that my wife and I helped to open in Connecticut, that that is actually the normal behavior, that it, that it's quite reasonable for kids, regardless of their background, to sure. you know, not be able to read at age 11 and be able to read at age 12 just because you know, they, they found a reason to do so. But to also have gone through all the other stuff and have managed through the help of people like you to come out on the other side, not only to come out, but also to come out with a positive attitude, that's the part that's really impressive because that's much rarer. Well, and and Walt, the, to be honest with you, and this 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 will sound very clicheish if I'm trying to sell a concept, but it's something I really believe. I am so incredibly grateful for everything that happened. I have been beat in the head with a two by four. I, mm. I have been to jail. I have, uh, uh, you know, I had a horrible just chain of events that went on. And I am so grateful for each of those events because they made me the person that I am today. I have much more empathy for people. Uh, I, I help. I, I've worked with over 2,000 addicts in the last 10 years, uh, and and help find help find many help them find recovery. Many of them are in great recovery right now. Mm. Um, and and again, that's taking whatever happens. My belief system revolves around whatever hand you've been dealt. You take it and you play it with gratitude. And and you invite more. The my my addiction. I, I love the way that you take a gambling metaphor and turn it into a positive when that was such a negative in your life. That that's fantastic. Exactly. It, well, and, and that and that's that's how you it, it, in whatever events happen, they have happened, 
and it's our job on a daily basis. If I can, if I can go into my son actually showed me. Um, I, I have another son I adopted who was eight years old when I adopted him, and he's 16 now and, and doing well. Um, but we lived in a, a gated community in South Carolina, and right after I adopted the boys, I had um, uh, it was a real stressful time. And, and I, long story on how I ended up with two, but I started to adopt one and ended up with two. <laughs> and uh, so I was trying to get I had to get to two different schools in about seven minutes, and I was really running late. So I go to the back gate, and I can only describe it. I normally give visuals with this, but to the back gate is not does not have a guard; it just works automatically. Well, the back gate was down. I couldn't get it to work. So I had to buzz the guard and had to wait like five minutes for him to get there. About a quarter mile of the road was the stoplight to the main highway, which we would take a left on to get to school. So I knew, and it took forever in that light. So as the guard came, and I was real abrupt with the guard, and he goes, I'm sorry you had to wait, sir. And I'm like, whatever. And, uh, you, know, <laughs> sort of, you know, not a practicing law of attraction at all that day. <laughs> well, you were just not the kind you had in mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly, the reverse side. And and so as we were, as I pulled out, the light had was green, and I knew it was going to turn yellow before we get there. There was no shot. <laughs> but while it was green, a semi-tractor flew through the light at about 60 miles an hour. Oh, boy. My son, who I wasn't in the, the mindset to see this, but my eight-year-old said, Dad, if we wouldn't have been stopped by that gate, we would have been hit by that truck. Right. And immediately I'm like, oh, my gosh, why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep following into negative thought patterns when things I don't think? Thank goodness I got stopped by that gate mm. because he's exactly right. The timing of it would have would have more than likely had us right in the intersection, and, and that – in a sense, the law of attraction, understanding where we go with everything. No matter what happens in the day, we choose to allow it to affect us however we choose to allow it. And and it, 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 it changes. I, I, I help, I've had people say, this information changes my life, not tomorrow, instantly when you understand how to use it. We Louise and I started this uh, radio show in September on our wedding anniversary, actually. And uh, we, I started doing interviews in November, so this is a very new show. And yet, in the very limited time that we've been doing interviews, that I've been doing most of the interviews, um, I have been amazed over and over again how, when I bring somebody onto the show, they have a message for me that is appropriate for me, and it, it happens almost every single time so far. And, and I've only done like I don't know half a dozen to a dozen interviews, something like that. Um, here it is again: uh, somebody coming to me, you. Uh, talking about all these absolutely miserable things that have happened to him and saying they're the best thing that could possibly have happened, and I, uh, and I am so grateful for them. Now, I, I and anybody else who has ever studied Law of Attraction and read all the books and so forth have heard this over and over again, you know, learn to uh, express appreciation for them even though these were negative events. But to actually talk to somebody who not only does it, but to does it, who does it with enthusiasm, wow. <laughs> I can't tell you how impressive that is. Well, I, I appreciate that, and, and, and to me, I, I tell people all the time, the greatest gift that I ever have received in my life has been the understanding of the law of attraction. The law of attraction, just like you said uh, a little earlier, I believe, was the law of attraction is going to work one way or another. Oh, yeah. It's at work all the time. Gravity's at work all the time. I don't debate with gravity. It just is there. <laughs> the, the law, if I did debate with gravity, I would be someplace else, but... Um, <laughs> The law of attraction operates on the same principle. It, 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 it is going to, it doesn't, 
care if it's negative or positive. It's making no distinguishing factor. Gravity is really good because it keeps us on the earth. It keeps us grounded. Now, if you're on a 100-story building and fall off of it, gravity's not good at that time. It's, it, it's your perspective of it at the time. Gravity is just is. The law of attraction just is. And, and once you tune into the, this, what I, you know, the, the book, The Secret, I think, you know, pretty commercialized, but it's a lot of good stuff in that. But even when you go back to the older stuff, uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, mm-hmm. um, it, it, a lot of this stuff was simply about understanding the mindset of success and happiness. And you can instantly, not, not six weeks from now, I help people instantly change their perspective. And once you change your perspective, that sets off. I'm, I'm doing some research right now with a couple of people on positive psychology, which is sort of the science of the law of attraction in a sense. And it, it is it is really the brain chemicals actually change when you change your perspective. Depression can be defeated. I know that's a controversial subject for many people, um, and I'm certainly not ever advocating people get off any medication or any of that, but for a lot of people, they have found an ability to work, control their depression using the law of attraction, using the, the, the concepts of it, because traumas and, and depression are often simply an attitude. It's interesting that you mentioned this because in early November, we did one of our earliest interviews with my brother and his girlfriend. His girlfriend is pursuing a degree, a Ph.D. in the uh, biomedical sciences with an emphasis on um, neurology and, and neuroscience. And she was talking about exactly the same thing, about the fact that when whatever your, your mental state, whatever things you're thinking, you're, you're, you're thinking about, talking about, yeah, <laughs> whatever yeah. you're thinking about, uh, positive or negative, you are creating certain chemical and endorphin and hormonal flows that have direct physical impact on your body within seconds. In fact, she even described, uh, I guess there's a 90-second cycle, so that every 90 seconds your entire physiology changes based on what you've been thinking about for the last 90 seconds. It's very interesting that here you are coming and saying virtually the same kind of thing. Well, it, it, and that—that's—that's that's where the new stuff is going to come from. That's, you know, that for a long time the the law of attraction for a lot of people was viewed as, you know, I, I've heard it called all kind of names or what have you. But but now there's some science being attached to it in the positive psychology side. What the law of attraction is is addressing, how it physically changes things, and, um, you know, I I, I have learned. For a long time during my addictive behavior, I went to several doctors, and everybody said, "Well, you're you're really depressed." And I'm like, well, "Yeah, thank you." Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> was it me wanting to shoot myself, or what? What was it going to give that away? You win the um, award for obvious, right? <laughs> exactly. Thanks for that. However, when when I changed everything in the way I started thinking, I am I am on I'm no longer on any medication. I tried those for a while; they didn't seem to help. My attitude today, I'm not remotely depressed. In fact, I wouldn't trade places with anybody on the planet. I have an incredible life. I, I have made an impact in other people's lives that I would be far-reaching. I've found kids' homes that had no home to live in. And again, this isn't with arrogance I'm stating. That This is just... It sounds like I'm excitement very, to me. Yeah, it's, I'm just excited about having this knowledge. And when we look at you and I were having a conversation, I think before the radio show began, about some of the the the, the world events going on, right. and the perception of negativity invites more of this negativity. It does. And and, and we, you know, the economy is simply a, a state of mind. It, it's about how we feel about things, 
and when you when you are able to realize that there's an abundance to be had, there's no limit, it, and how to tune into that and get that, then then you're without lack. You know, you're you're you know the the lack that that most people fear is the lack that people invite. And, it's interesting. And, it's interesting that you mentioned the economy in particular because that's actually one of my big interest areas outside of LOA. Um, I, in fact, it's something I've focused on for quite some time. I wrote a novel about the financial crisis of 2008. I've, I've been a real student of, of how the monetary and banking system works, and I know all the negatives about it. I can tell you every single one of them. But one of the things that I've been really trying to learn the last year is how to to stop focusing on all the negatives and look for where the positives would be. Like, uh, you know, assuming we we can uh, think about what kind of changes we could make, what kind of positive uh, you know results could come out of that, and and what are the uh, what are the reasons for being hopeful and for for thinking that yeah things can improve and so on and so forth. That that's actually been more of a challenge than actually learning how all this stuff works. Well, and and and, and you know the the when you get into a state of mind, I mean certainly you're 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 much more versed than in the economy probably than I am but I, I you know I have a friend that used to uh uh build steering wheel columns for Mercedes-Benz in South Carolina. Mm, okay. Well, so when all when the real estate bubble burst and everybody quit spending money, home prices fell and people quit buying Mercedes-Benz at the rate they were buying them. So he was quickly laid off. He quit spending any money. Or he started saving a bunch of money because he he didn't have a job now. He couldn't spend any more money. So the stores he frequented and the places he went lost business. They stopped, and it became a chain of events, all because the perspective of everything changed. Well, it, you know, an economy in a sense is, and I know it's a lot deeper than this on some financial level, but but the end of the day, your perspective of Boy, I, this is a great Christmas. I want to. I want to buy all this extra stuff, or I'm going to do this, or I'm not going to buy as much. Uh, sort of sets the whole chain in motion. And I know financially for me, is I actually practice the concept of of literally. I would print out a bank statement of mine, and I would add a one in front of it or a zero on the end, and and I would actually start thinking that you know this is this is how much money I have, and. I'm shocked that I have seen in the last 10 years, I, I do very well, but I have several sources of income, and, and you know, I, I would be affected by the, the tax increase on the wealthy. It's just because, I'm, and I never thought of it that way, but I've invited more of an abundance, and I, get, and I give away a lot of money. I, I just, and, and it seems like the more I give away, I get more in. <laughs> and and it, it, it just, it changes Every aspect in relationships, uh, I have much better relationships now because the stuff that I would get involved in, the drama and all that, is irrelevant now. And um, so every aspect of my life that I can apply, and it, no, every aspect of my life that I do apply the law of attraction, and I find growth. If I fall back into old way of thinking, I find myself, well, I'm getting out of whack here. I'm falling out of the system, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, I interviewed... Uh guy who's a personal trainer in L.A. named Gary Kovat yesterday, and, and Gary talks that, about that as if you're losing connection with yourself. Yes. Yes. I I, I do uh, competitive power lifting. I'm very much into uh, healthy eating, and and the, the whole everything, it's a big package for me that, you know, I'm thankful for my food. I, I 
all the food that I eat, I'm thankful for. I believe that food comes into my body in a good perspective. It's nourishing me. And I mean, every, and, and that's taking the law of attraction to the extreme. I have an abundance now. And I'm not saying this in a way that, that you know, some people say, well, you're, you're going to lose it all because you're bragging. But it's not bragging. It's an abundance that we each possess. And it's not so much a, a number or a, a, a tangible as it's being able to tune into the abundance. And when you get on the frequency of the abundance, you invite it more in. You, you invite more of it into your life. And uh, just like if you focus on the bad part of your relationship, unfortunately, you're going to get more of the same bad part of the relationship. So it's, it, it just is a big picture that you're, you, you're very in tune with, Walt. And the fact that you're doing this radio show, I really think, this is the ultimate answer to our country, to the world's problems. Oh, wow. Uh, to this. <laughs> I, I, well, I certainly hope that would be true. I'm not sure if I'm egotistical enough to believe that's going to be the case, but uh, thank you for the vote of confidence anyway. <laughs> well, well, it, 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 again, if, if, if everybody could get into this, maybe not your radio show per se, but the concept <laughs> of the law of attraction could do it, and this is a piece of us getting there. And, and it, it's amazing that, that, uh, that not more – I find it difficult that there are – so many people that that sort of discount this as being uh, uh, because it's amazing to me what it's done in my life and everybody I know that's instituted in their life. I mean, I've seen people who are bedridden and depressed and 500 pounds that the only change they made in their life was their perspective, mm. and they're up and about now. Yeah, I agree with and, you, yeah. and that's amazing to me. It is amazing. It is amazing. One thing that does occur to me, and, and this is the kind of thing I like to ask a lot of people I inter interview, it seems a particularly important and, and appropriate in this case because of the kind of people you tend to deal with in, in your industry, people who come into the wellness center dealing with some sort of a, an addiction, they're, they're looking for help. I imagine that you also run into people who uh, you present this whole idea of the law of attraction and they resist it. They're skeptical. They push it away. How do you deal with them? Well, obviously, we, we take whatever avenue we can to get them in recovery. There's going to be a certain number of people that are just – a lot of people think I'm talking religion, whereas mm -hmm. I personally do believe in God. I, I certainly don't equate this. This is one – you know, God, in my mind, God created gravity. He created the law of attraction. It's just one of the things that are out there. I'm, I certainly don't get into any of that. But a lot of people feel that's what we're we're talking about. So while we do have some people that are resistant, You'll be shocked at the number of people that, that you know, I, even if I can get them to say, well, does negative thinking work? And and I can almost get everybody to agree that negative thinking is not a positive. Hmm. And and so if, if if negative thinking is bad, does positive thinking hurt? And uh, and, and you can usually get people to, to understand, and once you can get them, I do uh, a lot of uh, uh like in a session, my goal when I sit down with somebody, most people come in, they're horribly depressed, they're feeling bad about their life. Well, after an hour with me, I am usually successful at getting people's mood lifted. That's what my specialty is. Well, you have and a personality, I can see that. Well, thank you. I, and, and so what I, what I try to get them to see is you walked in the room with no hope, and after an hour of talking to me, you now have hope. That's the law of attraction. You're thinking the positive. What are we going to do? The, it, 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 let's put our mindset in that direction. So it is, it is not near the people you would think that are resistant to it. Um, it, it. I have people that are resistant to everything. I have some people that come in and they, they think, you know, they, well, I already have all the answers. Like, well, 
they're not working too well for you, um, <laughs> or you wouldn't be here. And and a lot of times I can get them there. And but I would say it's a very small percentage of those that at least don't get some level of this. A lot of time, the, to get to the level of it where I'm at now, or it sounds like you're at, or a lot of people, it, it's a big leap. But you start by understanding the little changes you make start to change your reality immediately. My reality is dictated by my perspective, and my perspective is in my control. So in a sense, I can control my reality totally. And, and that's, you know, that, that's the, uh, one of the lines I use with people that everybody agrees that pain in life and recovery is, a, is an unavoidable event. Pain is going to exist. Suffering from that pain is an option. And you, suffering, is, it for me, is, is it is a wallowing in versus, you know, you know I, I went out a couple of years ago, had my gallbladder out, 11 o'clock, I had it out. I'm, I wake up at 1 o'clock in my room, put my shoes on, get my keys, tell the doctor, thank you. And he's like, well, no, 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 you can't leave. <laughs> I go, I'm great, thanks. <laughs> and, so, but, and, and, and I literally got to go home that night, and he wasn't planning on me going home that night. I, I, I was recovering. I knew I was recovering. I was well. Um, he was success. My gallbladder went bad, so instead of it being a negative, he fixed it. I'm feeling great. Never looked back. Never had a, a, a problem from it again. Um, again, that perspective dictates the other stuff. So when you can get people to, to feel it, that's the advantage of me having somebody here for 28 days. I can get them to feel it. And once they feel it, it becomes a tool. So... Yeah. Uh, it's a very long answer to your question, but very oh, few people, yeah, very few people reject it. Yeah, I can see that. In fact, it it makes me wonder if this is why we hear so many LOA related stories about that that kind of start with with somebody telling a story who hit bottom. I yes. wonder if it's the act of hitting bottom that opens people up. Here, somebody told me, and I, I agree with this. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my bottom day. You know, my, my fiance adopted me. I stole money to gamble from a company that I worked for. Mm-hmm. They were pressing charges. Uh, the, my mom and dad aren't speaking to me because of just the horrible stuff I've done to them financially. The vehicle I'm in is about to re- be repossessed, and I'm homeless. So, you know, and, and they're going to be facing criminal charges, uh, and plus, uh, had a quarter million dollars in credit card debt. So I'm not looking real good, and and things aren't going real well. But in a sense, Walt, I was freed up from anything. At that point, nothing mattered. So in a sense, I was more free at that point than ever in my life. Wow. I had, you know, and, and so I, I, I actually was on standing on a beach in Florida, and I had a decision to make that day whether or not I was going to um, – I forget exactly my terminology to myself, but I was going to, be, I'll, I'll, you know, will I end it all or will I, I start living? And I made a decision to start living that day, and I said I'm going to take every piece of advice. I'm going to look at the people that are being successful and do what the people are doing are successful. And I decided to make that decision. I've, I've stopped with the negative behavior. I started, and I started learning. I was introduced to the law of attraction. And again, it, it didn't hit me immediately, but I picked up bits and pieces of it. And when I started realizing how effective this was, not just it's happening one way or another. When I learned how to control it and how effective that was, then I realized I have the I have access to the greatest power on the planet in the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. There is nothing yeah. stronger, uh, and 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 you know, it, it, it 
no matter where you're at, if your mind's in the right place, you know, you, I know people that are, are I, I have a very diverse uh, group of friends, and I have friends who literally are billionaires, some of the most wealthy people in the country, and they're miserable. Mm. And I have friends that live in mobile homes that are the happiest people you've ever seen in your life. Their perspective is what dictates their happiness. Mm-hmm. And the the idea that sometimes when you when you I have an abundance, I have all I need, but I'm not tied to any of that stuff. I don't need all that stuff to make me happy. It comes from my happiness, but I don't need it to make me happy if that makes any sense to you. That's a very key concept. Yes, and, and that's where people I, I don't look at a lack. I lack nothing. There's nothing I lack. Uh, and, and, and because of that, I have an abundance. But at the same time, if I were, if, if that abundance were to, the, the stuff that it were to disappear tomorrow, I still have an abundance. And I, it's a hard place for people to get to. But when you well, get there, you, you, it's amazing. The, the stuff is separate. Exactly. And, and the thing that is, a key point here is not just that the stuff is separate, but as you, I think you actually said it, I'm not sure if you hinted at it or said it, it's not the source of your happiness. What is the source of your happiness? The source of my happiness is no, it is, is the, the, the concept, understanding that the concept of we all are intended to be happy. We're taught as children, unfortunately, Negatives. I really believe that we, we, we are all happy souls, that a lot of stuff happens and it gets worn down. I'm an incredibly powerful person, not just physically, mentally, spiritually, and I am, I, I am enthused about life. And when this body gives up, and it's a long time before that's going to happen, my spirit, I really believe, is just going to keep going. It energy, you can't kill energy. That's right. You know, this body's going to end, you know, and, and, and I'm fighting that right now, but uh, I'm not giving up easy on that. But when it does, <laughs> it, 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 it's, I, my strong spirit's going to be there. There's something else out there, and there was something before my existence now. I'm pretty sure of that. Oh, so the idea that this spirit or this whatever you want to call it uh, is, is the power. So my happiness goes, this, this is not just for the, the 80 years or 90 years I'm going to be on this planet or the 120 I'm planet, but it, it, it's... It's just not for that period. This is going to go on, and 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 it it was started before I was here. This is just a, a manifestation of my spirit right now, and so so I I'm just excited about what's next. Um, it's growth. It's about the, the the amazing things that are around the corner. And while I'm here, you know, if I can make other people understand this, live it. This is what what if life makes so, no sense. Unless we're here to do stuff, there's a mission for everybody, and and you know what what better mission could be to help other people understand this and feel better and get excited, and enthusiastic about life. My wife Louise likes to say that we are spiritual beings having a human experience, or perhaps another way to say it, we are beings of light having a uh, a human experience, and that seems to be exactly what you're talking about. Exactly my my point. I. I I, I, you know, when, uh, when you shine, shine a, a beam of light up in the sky, when I was a kid, I used to like to make the sh- act like I'm pointing it at the moon, you know? Well, that light, that energy, it just goes. There's no stopping it. It doesn't just disappear. We're energy. Energy doesn't disappear. It, it has to reform and manifest. This, this 
chemically, you know, that this body full of chemicals that we live in is going to peak and die at some point. But that energy disappears, and it, it, it go, doesn't disappear. It goes to the, to the next level, to that next space. And uh, um, so I, I'm very in tune with what your wife's saying. But but that is exciting to me. That's not that doesn't, in my mind, infringe on anyone's religion. No. This is not about. It, this is simply about sort of the dynamics of it all. And and you know, if we can all start to understand that and, and not get focused, when I quit focusing on my lack of money or my lack of a relationship or my lack of anything, and I started focusing on the, focusing on the abundance, it all came to me. And, and, and that's, you don't have to go search for what it comes to. It doesn't mean you don't work hard. I work very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I work hard in a positive concept, and it just, it just comes my way. And, and that, that, that changes everything. So when I hear about the bad economy, and I'm certainly not anybody listening to this that, that is not having a, a good time in life right now and not, not doing well financially, I certainly am not, not by any means trying to make this sound more arrogant than it, it, it comes across, but I'm having a wonderful economy right now. I, I, and I know that's, that at this time people are sort of maybe could be offended by that. I don't want them to be offensive in understanding my perspective is inviting. No matter what happens, I'm having, having a wonderful economy. I'm what does that mean, having a wonderful economy? It means something very specific to you. It, uh, having a wonderful economy means I, I, I have enough money to, to, to pay my electric bill, to pay my house payment, to uh, feed my child, pay for our medical care, go on a vacation to Florida, the things that everything we we need, we certainly can afford, and most things we want, we get. And my economy is good because my mindset of my economy is good. If I if I start looking at it like, oh boy, we're we're, we're tight on money, we're tight, and I, I get that people misunderstand this. It's not about being a free spender. I certainly, certainly, you know, live within my budget, my means, but within that, I have everything I need. So, my personal economy is really my own mindset of my financial situation. My perspective of the personal economy is when you have an understanding of of where you're at and your abundance in life. I, I don't fear not being able to pay my mortgage payment. I don't, I know I'm going to to have enough money to do that. Doesn't mean I get to sit home on the couch and money's going to come in. It it means I have confidence when I do that. So I do life coaching with people who have been chronically unemployed, and they they that tends to be in a they get in a mindset and they get stuck on certain things. So I work with them in, in changing their mindset about, first of all, understanding employment, jobs, uh, money, the pool, and, and, and really get them in a different mindset. So they, the fear of being unemployed manifests in, in almost a paralyzing way, whereas learning how to apply the law of attraction to this, I, you know, I have people that haven't worked for two years, they get a job in two weeks of starting this life coaching. It, it changes their perspective. You unintentionally put off. When I sit down with a potential employer, no matter how good of an actor I am, they're going to pick up on the vibe of where I'm at. And if I'm in that negative mindset, they're not going to want to hire me. But it, I've never sat down in front of somebody who didn't hire me instantly, <laughs> it, if that makes any sense. It does make sense. Actually, it's something I can identify with. I, I haven't gone out for an interview in uh Oh, probably 20 years or so, but uh, that was the same experience I would have. And, and I always wondered why it was that I had so much angst about getting hired, and then all of a sudden, boom, I'd talk to somebody and they wanted to hire me. <laughs> I, I have I have gone and done presentations uh, 
and, and been offered jobs doing presentations. Wow. And, and you know, and, 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 and again, I did that because it, a lot of that comes, and, and people say, well, you're a good speaker. You're No, I'm, I, if you look at my I, – I turned a felony conviction into a credential. <laughs> it, that's quite it, a thing. That, Do you actually put it on your yeah, resume? I mean, felony it, conviction. That's my credential. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, in fact, you know, in fact, I, I've been pardoned for my 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 crime, um, but I actually, I, technically, once you're pardoned, you d don't even technically you were never charged. Right. I I still I have no problem telling people that. It, I'm very proud that I was at that bottom. I'm not proud of my actions leading to that bottom, Walt, but. I'm very proud from that bottom I have been able to to make a total comeback. And that is something and, to be proud and, of. And, yeah, and so in a sense, that bottom propelled me to become a person I never had a shot of being before. So I'm I'm just super excited that, that life gave me this chance. So in a sense it was school for me. It was a, um it was just an education for me. And it sounds like you've applied it going forward into um, your life since then by helping other people basically do the same thing, make the same kind of turnaround and, and achieve the same kind of uh, rebuilding of their pride, so to speak. Exactly, and that and that and that that's why when you know we we again the random law of attraction world hooked us up. I think through Twitter actually, mm -hmm. uh, and 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 you know we we started we chatted a little bit on Twitter and it. it I think that every there's no there's no coincidences. People come across people's paths that that for different reasons you never know, some of them you don't know, but but this this ability for us to carry this message and I really really believe that there's not a person in this country that this knowledge would not help on some level. Mm -hmm. And we would all be a different place if we could, you know, get in this process of, of looking at it from a different set of eyes, and instead of being so judgmental and stuck in our way of thinking of understanding, look, let's, you know, the, you know, quit fighting the same things about what we don't want, and let's get what we do want, and let's work together, and that would change everything. That I, so I, I think, you know, while we use this concept in addiction treatment, and we're starting to see just amazing recovery results for people that actually apply this. And for people, I've had people that have relapsed 10 times. They've been to Gamblers Anonymous or they've been to Alcoholics Anonymous for years. And this is the piece that they apply that allows them to get into long-term sustained recovery. Because mm -hmm. it, instead of a negative, you know, again, the 12-step program focuses on what you lack or what you can't do. Versus, I focus on everything you can do, all that's out there. I love that a lot, and one particular reason I love it a lot is that I did learn a long time ago, even though I had not yet really been exposed to the whole concept of the law of attraction. I, I knew the idea of positive thinking, but that's about as far as I knew about it at that time. And yet, I did learn that you can't just get rid of a habit; you have to replace it with another habit. You can't just say end of habit nothing else goes on because that's Absolutely. not the kind of beings we are we we always want to be doing the next thing whatever the next thing is and if we don't give ourselves something good to replace a bad habit with we'll just go into another bad habit again it's just you know we'll just keep falling into the same pattern that 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 is so true and and understanding 
understanding that is a key to just sort of moving forward. Everything that happens can can be a learning experience or it can be a traumatic event, and, and, and you get to choose which it is. Uh, and it is a very difficult concept for so many people because, again, we are raised. We we you know I was told that and I have great parents by the way. Let's please don't. But but it's just how we were raised. I was told my limitations. You know, you you can't do this, or those are things that you know you're not good at this, or you're not good at that. I, and it is, a lot of people say well, that's helping me, you know, keep. No, I, I I really. We are taught limitations. We are. I I don't think we're limited. Now, I certainly am not going to be able to go dunk a basketball tomorrow. Um, that's that's not my in my genetic makeup. I'm not talking about those type of limit, limitations. But I'm not even really, sure you want to do. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I have no desire at this point. Uh, but I, I have I have things I can do that no one else can do. I have, people that can dunk a basketball can't do some of the stuff that I do. So it, it it it's not about all that. My limitations, I have to find out what I excel at, what I'm great at. My dad owns an insurance company. And uh, for years, I, before all my trouble in gambling started, I was working for him. And with great respect to my father and to the business of insurance, there is nothing more boring than sitting behind an insurance desk selling insurance. <laughs> well, now I started gambling. I took money from the company. Eventually, Dad had to fire me from my own our own business, and we have certainly made up. And I paid back the money, and everything's great in that end. But believe it or not, thank goodness, I, 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 the idea of forty years sitting behind that desk selling insurance. Yeah. Wow. I, it, it was it was a not a great event for me. Mm. This is a wonderful event. Now that I get to do this, I get to help people. My dad and I are very close right now. Um, he, he completely gets it, and you know, it, it just—it was great for him. It's not great for me, and so that—that's a—that's an understanding that we don't. We all have different gifts, mm. and instead of telling the kid you can't do this, you you automatically limit that kid. You know, what, you know, what is he going to excel at? You know, if, if a kid has ADD. You don't want to set him up for failure by, by putting him in a class, teaching him where you have to memorize a whole bunch of numbers and spend an hour. So, you know, you're setting him up to fail. Sure. You know, you know if you judge a, a – um, if you were to judge – I'm trying to think of a good analogy here, but if you were to judge a, a squirrel on its ability to swim, and you'd say, well, you know, he's not a really good swimmer. <laughs> well, you know, the squirrel would be stupid, not a good swimmer. But if you judge his ability to go up a tree and then say, well, the fish is really stupid because it can't go up the tree. Mm -hmm. Again, it's about what, you know, taking with, you know, whatever the universe is giving us, making the most of it, being a positive, having a positive perspective. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is our life. I can either wallow in what's happened or learn from it and move on and make it a positive. It reminds me of what, it, uh, what, what a sports coach I, I admired once uh, said many, many years ago. He said, I, I don't ask any of my players to do things that they can't do. What I ask them to do is to do things that they can do better than they've ever done before. That's, that is, I, I just had an almost same meeting with my staff. I, I have uh, Everybody here in my business has strengths. And one of the things that I found we were doing unintentionally is – we we put we were putting people in positions that did not favor their strengths. So what I had done is is you know we, we readjust. These are your strengths. I know you can do it. In fact, I want you to do it better than you've ever ever done it. I'm not going to put you over in this position doing the things that I know you're not you're not 
that is not your best. Let's focus on your strengths, and I want you to push that bar higher. The law of attraction, years ago when um, uh, <clears throat> Sir Roger Bannister wrote The Four-Minute Mile, mm-hmm. it had never been done. In fact, there were writings saying that it's humanly impossible to run a mile in four minutes. Oh, it was, it was generally accepted truth that it was impossible to do. Yes. When he did it, 19 people did it in the next three months. Yeah. <laughs> Because the mindset allowed that to happen. It, it, you, we, we, they're focused on did it. I, I, as I said before, I do powerlifting. I, I've done this when, when people get to sticking points on like a bench press. I did this two nights ago to a young man. He was stuck on a, a magic number for powerlifter, just 315 pounds on the bench press. That, that's the next step is 405 after that. So he could do 305 pounds twice. But when we put 315 on there, he couldn't do it. Mentally, he was blocked on 315. Mm-hmm. So I told him, I said, let me, he was laying on the bench. He said, here, let me put 310 on there. We know you can do 310 once, maybe twice. Let's try it. So he does it. I put the weight on there. He does it. Well, I have him stand up and count. I put 320 on there twice. <laughs> yeah. That per- did, did you do that it, deliberately? Again, I have to ask you. Yes. You yes. Okay. I do it all the time. Yeah, and, and I, I just say, you lay down and stay on the bench, and I'll just put the weight on there. So when they stand up and count it, they're amazed. Well, he immediately, three workouts later, is doing, you know, 340, you know. Mm-hmm. He, 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 that mental block is what got him, and, and he was focused on he could not do it. This is a young man that had cerebral, not cerebral palsy, had some kind of muscle disorder years ago, and, and he's in remission from that, and he's doing very well. So he was always told, you will never be able to do these things. Well, he's doing them because those limitations that we impose on ourselves and our kids and our family members are not necessary. And the yeah. law of attraction tells us we, 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 what we attract, we can do. There, really, there is nothing impossible. If we can envision it, it can happen. And that's very powerful. That is very, very yeah. powerful indeed. Um, where is... Where, where do you see the, the the development of Williamsville Wellness going um, in the immediate future? I mean, is, is it going to continue to be uh, one facility, one location? Are you expanding, or are you uh, thinking of, of expanding the program in any way, or basically are you just continuing along the same path you've been on? Well, it, we certainly are going to uh, keep the quality work we're doing at this facility, but we are in talks with uh, some other locations, potentially some universities, uh, there are a lot of people intrigued about this idea, and if you also do some research, as I've mentioned a couple of times, on positive psychology, which, again, to me, is the science of the law of attraction in a sense. Mm-hmm. When you really research that, that's gaining some momentum. That's the hot topic in psychology today. So we actually are talking to a couple of universities right now about setting up facilities at some universities across the country. Wow. Um, which, which, you know, because this, in a sense, again, I'm not trying to sound over dramatic with this. This could change everything in the addiction world. It can change everything in the in in, in medicine if you would allow it. If they would allow it to happen. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you know, that. that. Because it, it's somewhere between the, you know, uh, I'm very much into nutrition and all that stuff, and it's one of my things I'm passionate about. However, I certainly know if you're very ill, you you need traditional medicine, but. Somewhere in the middle is a hybrid answer to this stuff. Um, I, I, silly example, but I'm getting a little off topic, but I'll get right back to it. 
is my son one day had conjunctivitis, called our doctor friend. He believes like I do, and he says, look, I don't want to take an antibiotic to a little virus. He said, put some sea salt in his eye. It's going to sting. Do it three days. If it's if the conjunctivitis is still there, I'll give you an antibiotic. Sea salt cleared it right up. Mm. We are antibiotic resistant. So a, a new perspective, a, a positive perspective, instead of, you know, the idea that I need to go, I'm sick, my eye hurts, you know, the idea that, you know, let's look at what nature provides. What And using the law of attraction is one of those tools that nature provides, just like gravity, just like fire. It's just like any of the other elements or or forces in the universe. It's just learning how to contain it. Fire, at one point, was was one of the worst evils on the planet until we learned to control fire. Mm-hmm. And then it, we wouldn't be anywhere without fire today. We've been going for almost an hour here. Um, before we wrap up, let's just take another moment or two to talk about nutrition because that is a big interest of yours. And uh, just just very briefly tie that into your experience within your own life uh, with LOA and with Waynesville Wellness. Okay, the, the when I started looking at this whole concept and I started understanding how all this stuff works together, eating healthy, I've always eaten what I thought was healthy. And, and, and then when I started understanding that the mind, it can only produce the chemicals, the brain can only produce the chemicals that you provide it. You know, if I need to make serotonin, I got to provide it with the fuel to make serotonin. Good, for example, that would be good fish oils. Uh, DHA is, the, is what the brain uses a lot of to make various chemicals and brain matter. So we're not getting enough DHA. Years ago, when you ate a tomato in 1962, it had, it had, X number of milligrams of magnesium, for example. Our soil depleted is depleted today. The same tomato has like two grams. So the idea of understanding that it all provides, all that stuff is out there to provide, but when you notice an increase in autism, you notice an increase in this thing almost directly is in correlation to processing foods, for example. So when you get into nutrition, it's about eating healthy to fuel the body, which helps with depression, which helps the brain work properly, which, again, helps that mindset. So it all plugs in together. And, you know, the, the idea that food is nourishment, it's not a reward, it's not a, a gift, it's not a substitute for love. Food is nourishment for the body. And when you can get your correct perspective, be thankful for what you have, uh, eat it, it nourishes the body, and it's almost again changing the perspective of why we eat. And I'm and I'm certainly I, I can have a cheesecake with you any day, Walt. I'll eat the whole thing. <laughs> but, but but the idea that I don't eat a cheesecake every day, um, it, it's it's certainly something to be had. But the the concept of nutrition has a direct effect on the mood, a direct effect on our health. And when we're healthy, we're less likely to practice destructive behaviors. Uh, if you have no hope in life, and you're 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 horribly chronically ill. You you tend to get a more destructive type behavior where there's a lack of hope. There's a lack of health. That's a particularly uh, poignant message as we're approaching Christmas a week from now. So we'll keep that in mind for that as well. Yes, jo- and I I certainly don't want to cut this short. And I would love to maybe do some more, but I am actually have a patient I got to see at eleven. Understandable. And I was about to wrap things up here, so I just wanted to give you an opportunity to tell people where they can find out more about the Williamsville Wellness Center. I appreciate that. Uh, we we have a website at WilliamsvilleWellness.com. We're located in Hanover, Virginia. Our phone number 
is 804-559-9959. My name again is Joel Elston. I'm the Director of Operations. Uh, we, we, even if we can't help you, we refer to people. We'll refer to people in your area. Um, what is my goal one day to be able to have a network of people who think like this around the country we could refer to and, and get people there? I'm, I'm just incredibly excited you're doing what you're doing, Walt. I really appreciate the, the opportunity to be on your show, and I think you're going to take this somewhere. I'm excited for you and, and the Law of Attraction. Well, thank you very much. Joel Elson of the Williamsville Wellness Center, uh, their operations director. Thanks for joining us on the program today. We very much appreciate it. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.